Hello, and welcome to this year's Rate Debate, hosted on James and John Try Podcasting. I'm James, and going to be one of the hosts. I am a master debater, and I'm going off against my good friend John, the proactive argumentator. The fuck? Argumentator? It's a word. Is it? I don't know that it is. Who's the master debater? (laughs) I do words good. And this topic today is best Christmas movie. John will be advocating for The Nightmare Before Christmas, while James will be arguing for the correct choice of The Muppet's Christmas Carol. So, to start out with, maybe we should discuss the basic synopsis of both movies before we get into the actual debatage, John, would you like to start with what the Nightmare of Christmas? Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before, what did I say? Nightmare of Christmas. I mean, it's not inaccurate. <laughs> That's not the name of the movie, so it is inaccurate. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Maybe I just gave you your synopsis. <laughs> well, I don't want to do like a... 20-minute synopsis like you would like to do. No, you don't Uh, have to do that. (laughs) Just give a basic, what kind of movie is it, you know? Just, Jack Skellington is the leader, essentially, of Halloween Town, where they're in charge of making the Halloween holiday happen every year, and he's stuck in a rut and stumbles um, upon Christmas Town, decides he wants to do that. Now, he has no idea how to do that. Things don't go well. And he has to try to rectify that situation. Okay. And just so people know, Nightmare Before Christmas uh, came out in 1993. And is stop motion, is it claymation? It is, yeah. Okay. Isn't all stop motion, other than, unless it's like paper, is either claymation or... I mean... The Taskmaster people did it with potatoes. Well, it's clearly not potatoes. <laughs> so I don't know. What to I'm just it. saying you can do stop motion with anything. So uh, my synopsis for the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's Charles Dickinson's Christmas Carol. Already bad, bad start. With Muppets. If you don't know what the Christmas Carol is, um, go read a fucking book. No. If if you don't know what the Christmas Carol is, you're not a white person. That's that's all. That means. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you, good sir? That's what. That's one thought while I was watching this. I was like, wow, this is a very white movie. I mean, it was written by a very white person from a very white era. Well, that explains why I never got attached to it. But go ahead. Just... <laughs> <laughs> the Muppets Christmas Carol came out in 1992. It's the retelling of the, the very famous Christmas Carol talking about how the main character, Scrooge, who ha- has difficulties. No, he's a rich motherfucker. He's a rich motherfucker. Exactly. Who doesn't love Christmas, doesn't love love for very specific reasons, dealing with his past. And the... Through his old partners coming back from the dead to help him 
change his life because they don't want him to fall pretty much go to hell like they did. And he is visited by three ghosts to relearn love and the Christmas spirit. Now, I've never saw The Nightmare Before Christmas until recently. I watched it twice for this debate. Uh, John, uh, I believe you've seen both of these movies in the past, correct? Yeah. And you recently watched both of them. And you still believe that yours is the better Christmas movie. And I still believe that my choice is the better Christmas movie. That's sad. Wow. Okay. I mean, seriously, because it's like just so not even close that it's just, it's just sad. <laughs> okay. Uh, one, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be. I've never been more disappointed <laughs> in my life, honestly. I, I thought. That yes, you, you have. Here. You've no, known me not for in a you. long time. No, no, this is this is a low point. This is a low point. I thought you were gonna come in and be like, "Hey, I still gotta argue for this movie for the sake of the podcast." But I know that Nightmare Before Christmas is just clearly better. <laughs> wow. Okay. I was hoping that for you, but I know you better than that. <laughs> no, I mean, if it was better, I I would I. That it's no, I have no problem arguing for either one because that I can do that because it's not hard to debate, but it's just not though. But we just need to get into it. <laughs> and and just for the audience members, if you have a better, if you think you have the better Christmas movie in mind, that's not either of these two. You oh, are yeah. a wrong. You're no, wrong. I disagree. And B, this is all just for fun. Like fuck off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas is my favorite. That I don't know that it's the best. Like, Home Alone is fucking great. The Santa Claus, I love that movie. Uh, Tim Allen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just just the first one though. Not not that I didn't have fun with sequels, but just the first one. But it's yeah. like those are movies that are very very rewatchable. So I wouldn't get if someone said like I mean whatever one they pick, it's just whatever. Everyone has their their favorite. But I mean for the past. Since it came back on uh, Disney Plus, I've been watching it every year so far for the past like two or three years. Which one? Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay. And then, um, but then people also have favorite Christmas movies that are not, they just take place during Christmas, you know, like that's always right. a part of like the Christmas movie canon, even if it's like very... Yeah, Which just tangent again, I will argue not a Christmas movie, but that's that's me. Well, yeah, that's wrong because it's already been decided by like okay, Hawkeye is my is. favorite Christmas television show. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> no, seriously, Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie, is it? Yeah, which one's Iron Man 3? The one where he fucking falls out of the sky, broken ass suit, and the little kid has to help him. Okay, that, you know what I'm talking is, about. It's during Christmas. Oh, is it? Okay. Is that the ending where, like, he has a bunch of suits come out to help him? I believe so. Okay. But, yeah, so, we both watched both movies. So, my first viewing of The Nightmare Before Christmas, I came out of it, I'm like, okay, that was a good movie. It was fine. I definitely like the style of the movie. But 
How is it a Christmas movie? Well, it takes place during Christmas, which is, first off, as we just established, the only thing that you need. <laughs> but also, how is it not a Christmas movie? He tries to make Christmas happen, fails, has to, you know, let the person who actually knows how to do it, do it. But it's just that being in that, like, like, that's not different than Santa Claus. You know what I mean? Like, a movie can be just about the holiday of Christmas. It doesn't have to be like a like a lesson that you associate with Christmas, even though there's plenty of lessons. That, there was more than I remembered. Like, I was like, holy shit, why didn't I take away some of the things <laughs> that I, like there's stuff that I could learn from this movie that I just didn't for some reason as a child. Yeah, it's good to fail. Um, Sometimes yeah, it's good to yeah, fail. <laughs> it's good to fail. That was huge. I was like, what? Like, why? Why is that not something that I learned? Um, but yeah, it just takes place on Christmas and he tries to deliver a Christmas that he just doesn't really know what he's getting himself into, you know? Um, right. Uh, like, I mean, Christmas is a very uh, religious holiday for Christians for some reason. Uh, but I kind of took, um, I kind of co uh, compared Jack Skeleton with Lucifer, actually, the sin of pride. He believed he could do Christmas better than Santa Claus, who I guess in this allegory is God. I guess. Uh, well, first off, it's not religious. It's actually specifically not. <laughs> like, so no, I no, I'm talking about reach. Christmas, the holiday. So no, I don't I know, know but, if that but, was on my mind when that was uh, happening, but yeah. I, I kind of saw correlations between Jack Skellington and Lucifer. I mean, sure. Um, I don't know. Did he really think he could do it better, though? Yes, because during his um, Jack Obsession song, he, uh, I'm gonna bring up the lyrics really. No, I but. know he says a line, but it's just I, I, I just didn't get that feeling from his character though. Like I know he says that line, but he's saying a lot of things. He's just he wants to believe he can do it, so he's hyping himself up. Like I can do this. I can do it better. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean he know he knows he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just like, I'm going to fucking do the best I can and it's going to be great. It's something new. That's the main thing. It's just he wants to do something new. And I feel like that's another lesson is like diversity is really important. If you just do the same thing all the time, it's you're going to it's going to you're going to rob yourself of what you love. Like because too much of a good thing, right? Like he loves Halloween, but it's literally all he does. And so he loses the love for it. And right. needs to do something else. I mean, you you can take that line on its face, and you, then you're right, right. But I don't know. I just I feel like he believes in his ability to do something new. But if you just think for a second, you know, obviously you're not going to do something better when it's your first try. It's just he just needs to do it. Like he needs to do it at all costs. Look at what he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? In order to do it, um, and and he's also like blinded by his passion for something new. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean the song is literally called Jack's Obsession yeah but I'm saying you being obsessed with something doesn't mean you believe you're actually better at it like you're just doing it you're just in it you're, you're obsessed with it like that doesn't you're not really thinking you're just doing so I, I just want to read the lyrics for the people at home why I can make a Christmas tree and there's no reason I can find I can't handle Christmas time I bet I could have, I could have improved it too, and that's exactly what I'll do. He tries. 
It's just he has no idea. You know, he has no, no idea like, what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, like it's someone who really likes I'm trying to think of something, but really likes a TV show and then doesn't realize it it actually has like undertones about racism or something like that. And uh sorry. Um just mm-hmm. as far as like w- uh, another reason why it's a Christmas movie is just because it's about them trying to get into the Christmas spirit as well, right? And they learn that they don't know what Christmas is, but at the end of the movie, they still get to enjoy Christmas. And it's like, okay, so you brought up the like maybe some religious correlations. I think it's more about Christmas is whatever you make it. So right, they made sure. a Christmas they were proud of. It's just that that's not what the people who re, you know have been who celebrating celebrated. Christmas. Yeah. Exactly. So so it didn't work for them, but they still enjoy. You could see by the end of it, like when he was going. They got, they came around. They were in it. They were proud of what they did. You know what I mean? And also, you know. also, let's just kind of put some stuff out there. Honestly, if Jack Skellington didn't use his community, I think Jack Skellington understood Christmas. Yeah. But when he realized his community could not understand, that's when he, was he trying started to meet them twisting it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, I felt bad for him in that moment. Definitely. <laughs> it's it kind of sucks to love something and then share it with the people you love and they're like i don't understand <laughs> well uh, i think he enjoyed it again how could he love it you know he had just been exposed to it i think it was just something new so it was easy to be like wow there's something here but he didn't know what it was either yeah you know what i mean love at first and, sight yeah um but I, th- I think he understood it more than yeah but that's because yeah. he went to christmas town right right do, can we go back and forth between the two movies? Sure. Okay, because how do you want to move? I, I you because this is where I guess debate actually starts. Is because this is my issue with a Christmas Carol, though, right? Mm. Is that I could relate to what he was going through, and I was like, people, I feel people feel stuck all the time. People want to try new things all the time. You know, um, and and then he was willing to go do it. So that's like some it's like, you know, it's going to fail, but it's like, God damn it. You don't want it to. You know what I mean? Because he's trying and he's putting it all his, you know, everything he has into it. But with A Christmas Carol, which, again, uh-huh. I, I know it's a classic. Right. And, you know, people love Charles Dickens, or whatever. But it's just this rich white guy who I don't give a fuck about. And the only ounce of like emotion it was able to pull out of me for his character is because of sir michael kane who's acting yes. his fucking ass off but his character is a piece of shit that i don't give a fuck about and even when you show me his past that's not a reason to turn out the way you turned out and and then even you have your love of your life telling you you're changing hey you have a chance no 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 i'm still gonna be a fucking piece of shit and you can go run away and then i'm gonna cry about it later like fuck you i don't give a fuck you know and like the way he treats everyone like when these ghosts, which you could get more into, you know, because that that's the best, obviously the best part of the story, right? Is like going oh, yeah, into yeah. these like different um, uh, ghosts moments. of Christmas, yeah, moments yeah. with them. I'm not convinced. Like once he comes around, I'm like, fuck you. You're, you, it's not. Did you really change? I feel like you changed because you saw what was going to happen to you. That's not selfless. That's not about Christmas. You're worried about how you die. You're worried about your legacy. You're worried about how you know people view you. I was like, the, 
I saw he cared about Tiny Tim. That was like a moment. But like in the end, when he sees that grave, I'm like, is that really the re like this is the final moment that pushes him to like, I need to be better. I'm like, this is so I I wish that that wasn't it. You know, I wish there was more to so him okay. changing. So for for me, like, yeah, if you only take that final moment, sure. It's definitely more of a selfish. Um, I need to do better because I don't want to end up dead in a year. But like we talked about in those moments, like in the past, he's seeing himself uh, being alone on Christmas. So we're getting a sense that he didn't have that family life. He didn't have that family familiar love. He finds a love with, um, I forget the character's name. I feel so terrible. Um, and by the way, that scene, um, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there is a law, uh, Love song, uh, pretty much a song about falling out of love, right? Uh, and that was cut from this uh, part of the movie. It's supposed to come back soon because this is the 30th year of uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, and they found one of the original reels that still had that scene in. Mm -hmm. So we should be getting that plus a Blu ray at some point, hopefully. And but that's a, I don't know if you watched the extras. I, I meant to tell you to watch that extra because I think it does a good job. But yeah, young Scrooge at the time doesn't understand what she's talking about. But old Scrooge, he's seeing it. He's getting it. Uh, he starts singing along with her uh, during that scene about how love was lost that day. Because they grew apart. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it was because he was focused on money and not the love they shared between each other. I mean, that's a good interpretation, but for me, just watching it, it's still, and I, it's just, it could just be because I'm like, just wasn't on board with like trying to follow this character's journey. Is sure. That like, uh, well, let, let me also just uh, go back a little bit where you were like, you couldn't relate to this character. I don't think people should relate to this character. Well, but it's a um, bullshit cautionary tale then, like, because the average person isn't going to become well, no, some no. rich asshole. <laughs> what I'm saying is that even though he's the protagonist, I don't think you're supposed to like Scrooge until he starts, until you see him processing his feelings. So maybe you didn't relate uh, with uh, being alone or feeling alone or uh, feeling you lost the love and then focusing all your obsessions on money, pretty much. He lost his charitable soul. And I don't know, as someone who... But he was already doing that, like, before he lost her. Like, it didn't true. happen after. It happened during... He, that's the reason he lost her. Right. I mean, there's definitely people, like, because, I mean, there's... Things I can relate. I put too much into work sometimes and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But it's like I'm still not him, <laughs> so I still yeah. don't understand how you end up like that. Like I understand when you lose everything that you could become um, a bitter, terrible person. But again, right. that was already in motion before. You know, he wasn't some great guy before. So I'm just like, okay. Like I wish he had a more tragic. Not tragic, but uh, 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 I just wish there was more to the past for him. Like, have you ever seen Citizen Kane? 
he no. reminded me a lot of him to be, and that's a terrible character to compare him to. <laughs> uh, uh, what's what's his actual name? Fuck, I don't remember. But the main character, because his name's not Citizen Kane, obviously. Um, okay, Mister Citizen he, Kane. He becomes got it. a shitty fucking rich guy. He becomes like almost like a Trump, right? But when you see his past, you're like, oh shit, you know, like he was an orphan, and then he was like, well, he actually had his parents. They fucking sent him off for money so they like discarded him for money right and then they try to the people who take him in like try to raise him a certain way right because mm-hmm. they, they it's pretty much like he's gonna be like the heir to like all this money but the point is he, he was manipulated from childhood like he, he didn't have a great childhood to begin with like i think his dad was like was abuser or whatever and so you just see like all these things that like led to him trying to control things and then with the amount of money he had it corrupted him so it's like when a rich person can't do what they want to do they just double down you know like and then that's how he ends up being who he is but i'm saying with this character in a christmas carol it's not that it's not like that level like it, it's similar well, it's not spelled out but i mean again he spent every christmas at the school yeah yeah you could say either his family doesn't care about him or uh, he was an orphan and he lived at that school. It's not yeah, spelled but, out, but mm-hmm. we do get the idea that he doesn't really have a family life. Literally, his uh, headmaster is the one, and his headmaster is the one that's putting these things in his head because he even, like, I don't know if you caught it, but as they're leaving the past, the headmaster, uh, who's played by Sam Eagle, uh, says, Remember, don't tip the driver. Like, he has those. That. So he so, gets okay. these ideas from his headmaster, his schoolage. Right. To be, because they want so, him to but, just but, be. But then when he finds what's supposed to be the love of his life, he just totally ignores her and doesn't like accept well, I mean, anything that she says. A time skip. So I guess in that moment when they first meet, you know, this is something new to Scrooge, at least, you know, love at first sight type of thing, which, again, it's not spelt out in the show but you can maybe take it as maybe the first time this is happening to him. It looked like he went to an all boys school kind of thing. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I had sympathy for uh, Scrooge, especially losing his love falling. He probably fell into a depression after that and then doubled down on. No, I get all the that, money, but yeah. I'm just saying he did it to himself. So it's hard to, to be like, oh, okay, you ruined your own life for the rest of your life, and I'm supposed to feel bad for you? Like, if if you do something like that, it's sad. But fucking do something about it. Like, don't spend the rest of your life being a piece of shit to everyone else, and then expect me to feel bad for you. Can't be some old man being fucking garbage because of something that happened to you when you were younger. Get some therapy. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I don't know, as someone who also looks back on my life and be like, well, this is all because of me, uh, and I'm a fucking failure, <laughs> I should go see therapy. Um, I, like, I don't know. For me, I'm sympathetic of what happened to him. Am I sympathetic of his actions that he takes? Of course not. But that's the problem because the I again it's supposed to be how he changes and I'm still right. not buying it. 
I don't know. For me, so again, we're we're kind of focusing on the past part. So mm. that was the first crack of seeing like he's actually seeing it uh in third person. He's more so able to realize why that happened, where in the past he probably did not. Mm. So then he goes to the present and he's, you know, the uh ghost of Christmas present is showing him what Christmas Day is like. Everyone's happy and wholesome, singing song and love in their heart. And he goes to be like, okay, I I never really felt that. Maybe I should go see family. And then he sees his one family member, his nephew, and they're talking shit about him. And that fucking breaks him. Like, even though. Why? How could you be shocked? I don't think he was shocked, but I I think he was hoping for. But what for have you given anyone to to for them to talk positively about you? Like you, and you, that's he the thing. literally treats that's the thing. everyone and that, like shit. And that's the thing. But that's day. the thing. Then he then that's when Christmas present brings him to Bob Cratchit's house, his fateful uh, assistant and clerk, who also probably doesn't like him, but is only wishes the best for him. Uh, yes, he's a good-hearted man who, as they're having dinner, he raises a toast to uh, Mr. Scrooge as the provider of the feast because he's the one that pays their bills. And having Tiny Tim also, you know, join in on that. And I don't know. I don't know. There's something about, for me, for the movie, like, you can see going from the past to the present and then the future, it's uh, recognizing issues, uh, finding a little bit of love in his heart, and then he's not only fearful of himself dying, he's also fearful of Tiny Tim dying. Like, we also can't push past that. He does seem to have a love in his heart for this child because he's saying, like, pure... Uh, good in this child and he's like even during the present when he's like this is bob cratchit's house and he's seeing how meager it is and he's seeing how uh what they're eating you know well not uh a peasant kind of you know it's not like they're eating bread or anything but it's like a small goose he's like i i, I should be paying him more i should be doing better for him to survive and then I don't remember the exact quote, and I wish I did. I wish I. But, fucking but why did. does that change? That that's the thing I don't get. Cause when because when you're seeing, shitty- he is seeing the his actions in place when yeah, they but go how do you to not that know house. What you're doing when you're no, paying no, people such when little he goes amounts. to the house, he goes, "Where am I? Why are we fucking here? This is like the slums." So He's like, this is Bob Cratchit. He you're didn't know me that if Jeff Bezos just goes to all his employees' houses, he'll have a change of heart. Maybe. I don't fucking think so. He knows how these people live. They don't care. I. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. And honestly, in this day and age, we are past the point where the one percent will ever care about us. But while Scrooge is. I guess the 1% in this, he's still 
not the richest man in the country or anything like that. He might be the richest man in the city. Again, like if you see stuff like Undercover Boss, sometimes they don't know. Now, yes, it's a reality show that's probably fucking fake, but I can I can see that thinking at least. You know, I can process that thinking. I can uh see the journey of Scrooge going from this miserable old man to being this sad old man to being this man who's maybe slowly understanding that Christmas is a time of warmth during a cold time. It's a time of family love, friend, friendly love, and to do good to your community. Because it's, it's not even like at the end of the movie, Scrooge is like, well, I got to do better by my employees. No, he's making donations. He's uh, giving gifts to the homeless. He's going out to his old mentors in his life and checking in on them before finally getting to Bob Cratchit's house and giving that family the feast they deserve. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> and here's the thing. You and I, so I think there's a bit of me that can somewhat relate to Scrooge in a way. I'm not saying it's that my darker, I can't relate. It's my darker issues. Yeah, I with, know. It, it's, it's the worst outcome. Yes. Um, and I get that. And it's a movie, like, and it's supposed to be, like, you know, him getting right, but it's just, I don't know, like, I just think his character's so unlikable that I'm just, like, I don't buy you all of a sudden being the nicest fucking person in town, because, and, and then, like, you know, when we started this, you said I was focusing on, like, that gravestone, but then we started talking about the past, and I started pointing out the issues with that, and you're like, oh, we're focusing too much on the past, so it's like, no, really, the past and the future both show how it was, like, kind of self-preservation and wanting to have a, you know, for him, and that's a motivating factor. You can want right. to live a better life for the rest of your life so that you have better outcomes for yourself. I get that. I'm just saying that, to me, that's not Christmas. Like, that's the lesson you learned, is that I need to do better so that I don't die alone and miserable. It's like, come on, man. Like, and I know that, you know, he want, he's hoping for like Tiny Tim to have a not, not die and, and for his employees to do better too. But it's like- And just, his community. And his community. But it's just that I can't get over that. It feels like it still was more, it's still, he's still at the center of it. You know what I mean? He's still, it still like feels selfish to me, even with him giving. You can give and still do it for selfish reasons. And, and that's fine. It's just that that just didn't make me care for for him and what he was doing. It's better for the people around still in the end, but I don't know. And then even in the present, actually. So so I said past in the present, you're right. They have that tiny Tim. That's the best moment yes. of the movie. But there's still the one where he goes to see his nephew, and it's still like, oh no, they're talking bad about me. I I, I feel like you, the thing is, you could have framed some of these things differently, where he could have gone in there and known what he was gonna get. And felt like he deserved it. And then maybe that's the turning point instead of the Tiny Tim thing. And then the Tiny Tim thing happens on top of that. And that's like, fuck. You know, I really, really got to get my shit together. Then he goes sees the future. And that's not, it's just, of course, you know, instead of fucking crying at your own grave, fucking pathetic, just be like, <laughs> of course, this is how it is. I, Jesus Christ, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
for me, <laughs> The Muppets Christmas Carol is this bright warmth of a movie that brings me into the holiday spirit. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've changed none of that, let me okay. tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess... I just, it comes down to, you don't really see, uh, see how that movie can go to, and the way I'm seeing it, it's like, what's the song called? Um, uh, it feels like Christmas. So during that song, it's all about how it's community love and, uh, family love and all that stuff. And, uh, Scrooge is going like, well, I, I'm kind of seeing it. But I've never had family love. Maybe if I see family, that'll give me... And maybe he didn't think he was going to go there and they'll be like, oh, it's Mr. Scrooge and bullshit. No, I don't think he was expecting that. But he was at least going to expect that they were having fun and were having a good time. And maybe he was hoping to see that and be like, oh, maybe I should have gone to my nephew's place. Because he told, tells in the beginning of the movie, he tells his nephew, fuck off. You're stupid. You married for love? What a dumbass. So he, he's now starting to understand that a little better, especially after seeing the past and seeing how everyone else celebrates Christmas. And see, for him, I don't think it was the shock that they were talking shit about him, but they were the way they were having their Christmas fun was talking shit about him. You know? It's one thing for someone to be talking shit about you and it's like being annoyed by you. No, they were having fun. They were bonding over how he is this wretched creature, that he is worse than a cockroach, a rat uh, that lives in the sewers, you know? And I think that's what breaks him, that they are having their Christmas joy, which he just learned was, you know, being with family, being with your community, being uh, together. And the way th these people are being together is by insulting him. And again, I like, would have joined in if I was there. <laughs> and I wouldn't blame you. Like, he's that was not the a funniest good part. person. <laughs> <laughs> he is not a good person. Uh, <clears throat> and, and also, let's just take. Like, remember, this is a Muppets movie, and I just want to point out, like, the, I, as someone who does, like, puppetry and stuff like that, which comes from Sesame Street and Muppets, uh, I, I think this is, again, very well performed. For me, the puppets blend in well with the human actors, yeah. and I just want to put that out there because, like you said, like, the Nightmare Before Christmas, it is a brilliantly done film it's not like uh, uh rudolph the red-nosed reindeer claymation kind of thing yeah yeah it's yeah so yeah both butter. of them are technically like fucking amazing uh, and that was something i forgot about i know the muppets in general are you know generally well done but forget that uh this came out in theaters right yeah okay because i was gonna say the budget is clearly higher than you know you know some a lot of other muppets things and the visuals are great i'm not just talking about like the muppets themselves but like the lighting i was like yo there's there's fucking 200 million dollar movies that have worse lighting you know that this is like 
filmmaking. You know what I mean? Like the director really wanted to make like a great looking movie. It's funny because were you the one that told me like Michael Caine was like, I'm going to play this like it's a Shakespeare. Um, I think I said something like that. Yeah. Well, the director came in and was like, I'm making this like it's the most serious movie ever made. You know what I mean? Like he he and the cinematography like so I don't know who was responsible if it was a cinematographer or the director. But the point is they were really, you know, making a film. They weren't just like trying to just like shortcut it because it was a Muppets movie or it's a kids movie or something like that. Um, but that said, went to London to film it too. With that said, that's another thing I like more though about Nightmare Before Christmas. Not only do I like the aesthetic of the movie, I just think like the artistry on display is like insane. So like to be able to do such move, you know, stop motion, and then, um, like the art design that they use, and then you you mentioned the song. I think the songs in Nightmare Before Christmas are so much fucking better. It's not even close. Oh. Like, because the thing is, the, the, the thing about A Christmas Carol is that none of those songs are memorable. They're not catchy. If you, maybe because you, you watch them over and over, you know it. But the average person, if you watch it once and ask them to sing a song after, they're not going to know because nothing, it, there's no catchiness to these songs. I don't remember a single song, I, like the melody of any of them. Like, they, they're not good. Like, I mean, when I was listening to them, it's not like I thought, oh, this is badly written or anything like that. But I'm just saying they're not good songs that would like stand the test of time and just like be, be able to survive on their own. The first song alone in Nightmare Before Christmas is better than any song in fucking A Christmas Carol. I did not care for the songs from Nightmare Before Christmas. How? They're so much catchier and so much like more fun than anything in A Christmas Carol. I disagree. The fuck? <laughs> That's just insane to me. I, like, how can you like, like, they're literally boring songs. The songs in A Christmas Carol are just boring. It didn't even need to be a musical. That's how I felt about it. Like, it was just so pointless that it was a musical. Because if you're going to make something Muppets. a musical, if you make, yeah, but if you're going to make it a musical, it has to be catchy. It has to be something that hooks you. And these songs do not do that. The movie itself hooks me more than these songs. Like this, if anything, the songs felt like okay. Now I'm like waiting for like the movie to actually <laughs> get serious again. I, oh my fucking god, who likes these songs? I'm just saying. Like I've never heard anyone sing a Christmas Carol song. Like I, I like from from this movie. I've never heard it. I would put it on a Christmas playlist. Yeah, you, because you're fucking weird. You're like, I watch this every year. And, How do you and, not put One More Sleep Till Christmas? How do you not put It Feels Like Because I don't like even Christmas. know what it is. Bless us all. A thankful heart. Because uh, they're not catchy. They don't make me want to dance or do anything. They're just there. Wow. Disagree. <laughs> you're dancing to these songs. I was shaking my hips as I was listening to both I, soundtracks. That's insane. <laughs> it was, I listened to the soundtrack when I need a bit of love in my heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, I'll look into the therapist. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk about songs, so to me, we're talking about best Christmas movie. Not best movie, because I think you can maybe argue better about which one's the better movie. I think we no, can but find they're both reviews. Chris they're both Christmas movies, though. I so disagree. 
I they disagree. are both Christmas. I disagree. No, but that see, that's the thing. So, so this is what it sounds like. It sounds okay. like you clearly know that Nightmare Before Christmas is better, and now you're changing the goalposts so you can actually, try to make it sound like a Christmas. So here's the thing. I actually documented myself watching the movie. Uh, or at least I documented myself during this process of researching for this debate mm-hmm. and coming off of The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a good movie. I feel like it was maybe a little too hyped up to me from how many people loved it. It's a good movie. It's fine. I think it's a great uh, fall movie. I would not watch it for th- uh, for Christmas. It does You'd not rather bring... watch a miserable man get some I would redemption love to watch for nothing. A miserable really man doing nothing. find love. Find the love find in his love. heart. <laughs> yes. Love he finds fear. Romantic. He finds fear. Oh my God. He already had love and he threw it away. We're, you're talking about romantic love. I'm talking about there are many kinds of love. Yeah, but he doesn't love those people. He doesn't know them. He, he treated them like shit. He doesn't know anything about them. He went on one. You, you show up in someone's house one time to see them at their lowest point and all of a sudden you love them. That doesn't make any sense. Actually, that was probably a high point for, the, for them. But No, I'm just saying Christmas he's finding dinner. out Tiny Tim is dying. Uh, oh, he didn't well, know the family knew that. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't. Fair enough. And you know what's the best part of a nightmare before Christmas? When okay, he's doing his, when he's doing his research. Okay. You do you know where I'm going? I I'm not entirely sure. One of the books he picks up is a Christmas Carol, and that's the one he throws out immediately. <laughs> All the other ones he reads that. in depth, and that one he tosses to the side. Like, get this shit away from me! <laughs> wow, because he knows what's up. I mean, you know, and a Nightmare Before okay. Christmas. Um. Sorry, I'm just, I get, I mean, if you want to finish your thought, I just wanted to say, like, I also like the subplots, right? Like, the love between him and Sally, and, like, how he's just so, I mean, honestly, he's in a similar point that, um, fucking Scrooge was when he was younger, right? I mean, they weren't together, but just the the idea that your your obsession is uh, clouding you, you know? Because, like, he's essentially obsessed with money, right? Not because of money itself, but because, like you said, like, his past, like, it makes him feel like he needs to have it. Um... So with uh, why am I blanking on it? With Jack, he's <laughs> obsessed with this Christmas thing, and he can't see what's right in front of him. You know, like oh, I need something new. I need something to give me a spark. It's like yeah, well, how about this person who loves you and who you clearly like too? You just are like just looking past them though. So I kind of wish there was just more of that subplot in the movie because for like a for a good bit of that movie. I just thought they just never interacted to each other with each other, but Jack seems to just know her. Like, I just thought, I don't know. No, I I get what you're saying, but I feel like they do a good enough job with the fact, like, yeah, they establish that he does know her and that she does things like what she's doing all the time. They established mm. that by him, by the way he reacts, instead of being surprised, he's kind of just like, oh, here she comes again to do this thing, you know? And, and I'm fine with that, especially because it keeps the movie so, like, tight. That's another thing I appreciate about Nightmare Before Christmas. It is so short. There's not a wasted moment. It just goes, and it's, it's from, you know, it just moves perfectly, in my opinion, until it's done, and you have the whole story. If anything, like, they could have added stuff there but then i feel like it would have made his obsession less then i would have started to feel the same way where i'm like okay now you're just being an asshole 
You know what I mean? If if they had developed more, it's like because he was totally in that zone and was like basically ignoring her, he didn't have anything to break him from his you know fog or whatever. Mm. I should say both movies are relatively the same length. I know. I, I okay. mean, I knew uh, the Muppet movie was, I think it's a little longer. Yes, um, I'm going off of Wikipedia, Nightmare Before Christmas. But let me tell 76. you, it felt a lot longer to me. Really? Yeah. Like, not, that's why, that's why I knew it was a little bit longer, is because I was like, how long is this movie? And then I went to look. But it's, I, when I say a lot longer, I don't mean a lot longer than it was. I thought it felt a lot longer than A Nightmare Before Christmas, specifically. I think the pace of A Nightmare Before Christmas is zooming. So I'm not saying that as a negative. That's not one of my negatives about uh, right, right. A Christmas Carol. I'm just saying in comparison to like both of them together, I thought Nightmare Before Christmas is like moving like a fucking bullet. Like it's just boom, like straight through. And then it's like over and it's great. And then um, I'm up at Christmas watching that in comparison. I was like, well, this feels more like a movie <laughs> movie, like in terms of its pacing right there, trying to. It's not, but it's not wasted moments in there either. I wouldn't say that. Okay. If anything, if anything, I maybe would have preferred a longer, slightly longer Christmas Carol movie where they could have done little things like what I was saying. Right. You know, although I think they could have tweaked scenes that already existed to kind of hit what I was saying, but it is what it is. So I listened to both soundtracks of both movies and I wrote down uh, songs that I would put on Christmas playlist. Wait, wait, can I stop you one more time and you can start sure. that over again after? I just yeah. want one more thing about why I believe A Nightmare Before. I mean, it is a Christmas movie. It just is. But one more reason I want you to consider is okay. that you're saying it's a fall movie, but it's just it's just this holiday season movie because a lot of these things, like in terms of like feeling alone, like in a, a Christmas carol or feeling like you're not accomplishing anything or feeling like you're stuck. These are all things people start to feel towards the end of the year during this time it's especially as you're heading into the new year it's like what the fuck am i doing with my life a lot i mean people like you and me think about that shit all the time but a lot of people get into these ruts that both of them well apparently scrooge was in it for years and years yeah, but yeah both yeah. of them were in during this specific time so i think that is a that is a feeling that people get on christmas it's not about like i said it's not about the holiday of christmas necessarily although you know, he's trying to make the actual holiday happen. It's also what people go through during this time for both of them, for both movies. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that's a reason, another reason why I, you know, would say it's a Christmas movie. Okay. And then uh, you were going to. I, uh, well, I listened to both soundtracks and uh, like what I would put on like a Christmas playlist again to the holiday spirit and for me the holiday spirit is you know warmth bright kind of stuff so i got maybe six songs from the nightmare before christmas and i got about about nine songs for um muppets christmas carol i okay so i get what you're saying with that uh -huh. um but that doesn't change the fact that the songs are better in a nightmare before christmas it's just I that disagree. It's just that if you're making a Christmas playlist, it you don't want, <laughs> you don't want it to be fucking thrown off by these songs that don't really fit. But again, that goes kind of back to like Christmas is whatever you make it. So for some person, like that might be all they listen to, or that's all they want to listen to. Um, but you want to listen to I don't know, like a grocery store Christmas 
tricolist or something. <laughs> I want you to re-listen to Scrooge. And first of all, Marley and Marley, fucking great. Scrooge is really good. And my big uh, Christmas song is It Feels Like Christmas. What, Fuck uh, you. No, no, I just, I, I don't remember right now in my mind. Uh, Christmas like. Present. Christmas Present was my favorite of the ghosts. Yes. Well, he was, he was a fun character. It's in the singing of the street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true. Okay, Wherever okay, okay. you find love, it feels like Christmas. Yes. I think that's good. Cool. But you know what's the best song in, the, in A Christmas Carol? It's not even mm-hmm. a song. It's just like a little fucking ditty that... Uh, oh, the Christmas scat? Yeah, that's the best yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad, though. That's the best one, and it's just a little, like, 10-second... It's up there. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that's not good. That's how bad your actual songs are. But that was my favorite one, the the scat, because like it was just it was catchy. Unlike everything else. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, another movie. This is totally random. I don't know if you could <laughs> cut it out. Um, but another Christmas movie, because you were saying like other ones don't count. Or I know you were joking, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Another movie I prefer over a Christmas Carol is The Grinch, and it also has a similar, you know, main character, except. He has more reason to be the way he is. He's an other. He's the outcast. Mm. Not some rich white guy. I mean, Scrooge was kind of an outcast, too. The kids were kind of making fun of him. Yeah, I know. When he was a kid. Yeah. So was the... <laughs> well, so was the wrench. Yeah, but... The Grinch I don't know. wishes ra- he could have been Scrooge. Oh, yeah. Probably. But he wasn't. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs> and I think they do a better job of making me feel like he's able to come around as well in all the versions of the Grinch that I've seen. All right. That was just an aside. A Christmas yeah, Carol is yeah, still yeah. a good movie. I'm not trying to say it's a bad movie. We were just debating. And I, I honestly, I, I'm not, I'm not like just doing it for the sake of debate. I honestly think a nightmare before Christmas is much better. Or I should say it this way is better. Not much better, mm-hmm. but much more enjoyable for me, for me. Okay. Because, and but a big part is the songs. I honestly just think they're so much more fun to listen to, and I could listen to them. You know, I could probably watch a Nightmare Before Christmas back to back. Like I could watch it and then just start it over again, and enjoy that more than doing like a double feature with a Christmas Carol. And, but that was a good double feature too. I was <laughs> I was like, yo, man, I need us because people always try to watch like Christmas movies during the season and it's always those like you said those like those old claymation movies yeah yeah but for me i can watch one of those but they're the because they're so like slow paced and like i'm like bored i'm like this yeah. is this is okay to have in the background while we're like eating or something or talking but like it's not i can't just sit here watching these christmas yeah. carol uh nightmare before christmas like the movies i want to see the santa claus a grinch the grinch like i could watch these movies i need to make my own christmas like that's that's what I got from this is I need my own set of <laughs> movies to watch because like on Halloween I try to watch scary movies, right? On Christmas I just kind of ignore movies for the most part or I'll watch a Nightmare Before Christmas or something. I need to start watching you know like some of these movies, make my own 
list of Christmas movies to watch. But you, A Christmas Carol would be on it. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yes, it's a great. It is a great movie. I would say it was. A, it's a great movie. I again. I still feel the way I feel about Scrooge himself. Uh huh. But the quality of the movie's there, and it, it's a good Christmas movie. Like it's just good. And Sir Michael Caine. Oh yeah, he did great. So did Kermit, uh, Miss Piggy, Gonzo as. Charles always, Dickens. Actually, okay, I'm not going to lie. Gonzo killed it. I was going to say that I, I wish they did. I, I mean, I don't know. It would have took away from the movie, I guess. But it's like they had that joke, right? Like at the beginning, like, you know, he's I'm Charles Dickens. No, you're not. And like, right. It just but obviously they just pop in and out shortly. And then there's that point where he's like, oh, I'm not going to come back to the finale now. And then he really doesn't. I don't know. I It's just. I feel like either I wanted a little bit more of Gonzo or maybe it wasn't necessary. I know that that might be like weird to you, but because he, he it's not that he doesn't add anything. There's some levity there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like it w- either wasn't necessary or there should have been more. Like instead of just being like a narrator type, like there could have been more. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Okay, There's a okay. lot of good jokes that they okay, uh, but get this... through that. Wait, say it again. There's a lot uh, of good jokes to get through what? No, they get a lot of good jokes from Gonzo. having him, Gonzo and okay. uh, Rizzo. But that's what I was going to say. I think A Nightmare Before Christmas has, I don't know if it's my kind of humor, but I think there's funnier moments in A Nightmare Before Christmas as well. And the only reason why I say that is because early in the movie, there's a few jokes in A Christmas Carol that just fell flat for me. I was like, that was mm. so not funny. Like, they should have just cut that. Like, why is that even there? And I was like, maybe a kid would find it funny. I don't know. But I was like, but I don't want to hold it to that standard, right? It's a, it's supposed to be a great Christmas movie, and everyone should be able to enjoy it. And that's how I feel about Nightmare Before Christmas: is that anyone can enjoy it, a child, an adult, doesn't matter. Maybe not a conservative Christian. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very again, it's like not religious, but maybe them just seeing those. I wonder if they'd be like, oh, it's demonic because you're seeing all these like scary. I mean. <laughs> Fucking Christians will find demons in anything. Dungeons and Dragons, Harry but you know Potter, what's funny? You know trans what's funny? people. Like, <laughs> fucking Christians are crazy. But they, they're, it's funny because they're the ones that made Halloween. I believe that. It's just, I don't, how, how did we, whatever. I don't know how we got here. Uh, people got Jesus up the ass too much. Oh, um, <laughs> we were talking about performances in a Muppet uh, Christmas Carol. I did not know until watching it this time for, for the podcast that Danny Elfman was the singing voice of Jack Skellington. That blew my mind. Because oh. he's the one that does the scores for like a lot of Tim right, Burton movies. Right, he's the composer, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't know that he was the singer in A Nightmare Before Christmas because he's not the voice, the, talk, the speaking voice. And the speaking voice sounds so similar that mm. I just thought it was the same person and I yeah, never paid yeah, attention. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, the the guy who plays uh the speaking voice is the one who was the villain in uh, Princess Bride. I have not seen the Princess Bride. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but I I didn't know that I I I just this was just stuff I didn't you know care to look up when I was growing up watching the, this movie and then even when I saw it in theaters I didn't stick around to watch the credits. Well, but yeah, this time yeah, yeah. for both I kind of just let them run and 
And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. shit. Um, I thought I liked Sally. I thought that was the weakest singing voice, though, in that movie. She only had like one- two two songs. She had one oh, solo okay. and one she co-sings with with um. Oh, okay, okay. Jack. But but my my issue is that those were two good songs and like important songs, and I just I'm just saying for me it was glaring that you know her voice was weaker in in those two scenes. Right. I I mean I don't know if it was intentional or not though because she was also trying to like sing like her character and her character kind of has like a specific voice. You know, right? Um, I don't know. And then a, in a Christmas Carol, it, that doesn't matter, you know. And that's fun. I think that's one part of the fun. If if I enjoyed something from the songs, it was that people are just singing whether they're bad or not. You know what I mean? Like they're just <laughs> it's just, it's good stuff. Henry Selick needs more credit. I just want to say that. Oh, the director of yeah, yeah. Before Christmas okay. because Tim Burton gets all the credit. Yes. Yes. Um. I mean, well, his name's kind of yeah. Title. I was gonna say I was gonna say genius move getting your name on top of that. I know that they needed to do that at the time to make it any level of successful. Is right is like you needed to have Tim right. Burton's name on it because no one knew who Henry Selleck was. Um, but it's like he has has a great career. Henry Selleck. He's made movies since then. Um, like he's the one that did James and the Giant Peach as well. He did Coraline. Oh. Fucking love Coraline. Um, and he actually did a movie that's on, I believe, Netflix. And I would say I liked it. I would say it's not as good as like his previous movies, but it was still a good movie. But it just feels like Henry Selleck doesn't get any credit for his movies. Mm. And um, the guy who did A Christmas Carol was it brother of? I feel like Michelle told me this, like of Jim Henson, like Jim Henson's brother or something like that. Uh, directed by Brian Henson. Is he Jim Henson's brother? I would assume so. Well, uh, he is the son of Jim and Jane. Oh, so he's his son. Yeah. Okay. Does he have anything else? Like credits? Because that, that's another thing. Is Like I said, it was so well directed that I was like, dang, I want to see another movie by this guy. Did he have, go on to have a career outside of the Muppets or was it just like Muppets things? I'm checking because he was also a Muppet performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and looks like a little bit of voice acting. Uh, co-director of Jim Henson Presents Mother Goose Stories. Let me, hold on, let me see past the Muppets Christmas Carol. He was the director of Muppets uh, Treasure Island. Oh, he was the director of the Happy Time Murders, uh, Murderers. Oh, wow. I wanted to see that. I never did. Yeah, is that on anything? I want to see that, too. It looks like it's on Netflix. If it was a failure, I feel like it was my fault. Uh, it was both of our faults. It's just, I remember being <laughs> excited for it, and then I Me totally too. forgot about it until you just mentioned it just now. <laughs> well, apparently, well, did you know, like, the Muppets? There was, like, two versions of the Muppets. The one we got, and then one that was, for adults, that was, like, Sex, violence, crimes, doing drugs. <laughs> I <didn't know. laughs> Apparently, I, I need to, like... I've never watched The Muppet Show, which is a terrible thing. <laughs> uh, or if I did, I was young and can't remember. But apparently, uh, one of the season's DVDs, it has that original pilot. <laughs> I guess they went like, okay, we got this one, and we got this one. 
which one you want? And they went with the family friendly one. <laughs> I I just want to finish off some of my debates. I know now. I don't think I'm going to convince you it's not a Christmas movie. But uh, just to throw some stuff out there that I researched. Uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol came out on December 11th, 1992. December. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas came out on October 13th, 1993. October. Halloween. Because of the imagery. It was just for marketing purposes. Like, it's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard to release maybe that movie because in it's general. a Halloween movie. No, it's not, though. Literally, only the beginning is Halloween. Then the rest of it is about Christmas. They convert Christmas into a Halloween. That's because they don't know what they're doing. Yes, but that's what they're doing. <laughs> but it's about Christmas, though. It's not about Halloween. Disagree. Anyway, um, I wrote down these lyrics because they stood out to me. Uh, this is from... It's the one that the trick-or-treaters are singing. I forget what it's called. You're so stupid. Think now, if we blow them up into smithereens, Mm -hmm. we may lose some pieces. And then Jack will beat us black and green. Kidnap the Sandy Claws, tie him in a bag, throw him in the ocean, and see if he is sad. I mean, you are advocating for a film whose protagonist is a child beater. If they're actually kids. I, I'm pretty sure they're children. I don't know, man. <laughs> Are you saying they're elves? I just feel like they're all, they've all been there forever. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where like everybody's kind of ageless. But they call them the trick-or-treaters. Yeah, because that's what they do. But they're, they're the tormentors in this situation, though. They're not the ones being tricked. or You know what I mean? They're showing up and fucking scaring the shit out of people. That's their job. And I have two quotes from different um, articles. Uh, this article uh, from October uh, 30th, 2019. It's from USA Today. Uh, they were interviewing Danny Elfman, Elfman however you say his last mm-hmm. name. Elfman. Elfman, the composer of NBC. Uh, I keep saying NBC. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's how I wrote it down in my notes. Uh, the question was, so just to clear up the debate online, is Nightmare a Halloween or Christmas movie? Uh, Danny uh, wrote, uh, said, it's obviously about Christmas, but for me, it's a Halloween movie. Growing up, Halloween was my favorite night of the year, and Christmas was troublesome time. Into my adult years, it was a time where a bit of a dark cloud would follow me around. Da-da-da, da-da-da, and then I grew up brighter. Wait, say that again about the dark cloud? Uh, it was a time where a bit of a dark cloud would follow me around, probably carrying over from my childhood until I had my own kids, and then I developed a new, brighter view of Christmas. I also felt very close to Jack Skellington's plight, because I knew what it was like to be the king of my own little world, and to want out of the world, and want something else. So I felt very close to the holiday of Halloween, but also very close to Jack and what he was going through. I mean, that's fine, but he... To, to do the style and the music that he was doing, he had to do that. It's like when an actor was like, oh, I, this is what my character was thinking. And it's like, well, that's not in the text at all. But okay. Okay. Whatever you, okay. Whatever you needed to do to get to your performance. And I, I will <clears> say <throat> this kind of points out, like, maybe one of the reasons I was having a hard time relating to Jack Skellington. I can relate to some of it, but 
uh, Jack Skellington was very good at something. He was the king of this realm, and he felt hollow. And I'm like, man, I wish I was just good at something. Uh, anyway, I also have uh, Henry Selleck, the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. This uh, I got this one from EW.com, and it's from 2015. Uh, apparently it was during like a Q&A session. Uh, a curious child got the chance to ask director Henry Selleck a question during a Q&A about the film. Uh, she wanted to know exactly uh, that. Is this a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? And Henry Selleck uh, responded, it's a Halloween movie. Uh, finally putting the debate to rest, which whatever. I'm just saying you have both the composer and the director saying it's a ho- more so a Halloween movie than a Christmas movie. I mean, they, that's fine, but it just mm-hmm. literally goes... That's the opposite of what is depicted, is all I'm saying. That's, that's why my whole argument is it's a Christmas movie. It takes place during Christmas, and it's about them trying to celebrate Christmas. Like That's what it's about. I mean, you could also see it as a guy trying to take over Christmas in his... Ter- tyranny no because then he would have just kept going why would he have accepted his failure he and kidnapped just... the santa claus i know but he's i they and have tied a warped, him in a sack they have a warped view of what that means he thought remember he was like be nice to him blah 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 you know like he he did it seems like with the way they view the world that there was nothing wrong there <laughs> like that's how like fucked they are on these halloween in this halloween town I guess, in my opinion, Nightmare Before Christmas, it's a good uh, Halloween movie. I think it's a really good November movie leading up to Christmas, because that's actually a lot of the time taking place during the movie. It's the uh, follow through up to Christmas. But the Muppets Christmas Carol, I don't know. It's for me, especially during this time, like I can get depressive. I can get. I can I can start isolating myself away from people during this so, time, like Jack Skellington in A Nightmare Before Christmas. But with The Nightmare Before Christmas, it didn't bring like cheer to my heart, like The Muppets Christmas Carol does for me. It gets me out of that isolation. It brings a little bit of Christmas. To I mean, me I'm sorry that it I didn't do it. it for you, and maybe that is a problem with the movie, but that is. That is supposed to happen, right? I mean, first off, when the discovery of Christmas is such, is so much fun. Like his fun is infectious. Like w- the song "What's This," so good. Um, and then at the end of the movie, like it's not you're not uplifted at all that he found what he needed and that he's happy. Like he found his love and he knows I can just. It reignited his joy for what he does do well. Again, like no. I, you know, I was comparing it to the the uh, like. Um, going into the end of the year and being like, what am I doing? And he's excited for the next year. Like he's ready to go. I have, maybe this just puts us in different things, but like, I, I remember talking to you about this was during this time of the year, this is when I start being like, what am I doing with my life? I should be focusing on this, this, and this. I should be focusing on doing more podcasting. I should be focusing on doing more stream. I should try to try doing streaming. I should be doing this. And I'm working towards that during this year. And I'm, I always fucking do that. Does it work out? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. 
hell, I think this podcast came out from last year going like, I need to start doing something. But, but you're still describing more Jack Skellington's story. But that's the thing. I don't need that reminder. Okay, but that's you. That that, that doesn't relate to the fact that it's very much. But a thing I that guess that's why Christmas. I relate more with the Muppets Christmas Carol. I need that reminder to be like, "Hey, Christmas isn't doesn't have to be this depressive thing. This you can focus on your friends. You can focus on your family. You can fucking focus on that liking yourself." That's why I get from the Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, I guess coming from like Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> and again, one of the reasons I didn't connect with Jack Skeleton is he has something he's brilliant at, you know? Yeah, but he's still stuck in a rut because he's doing the same exact thing every year. Sure, sure. He can't, but... you, you can't see the brilliance of something you do if there's nothing exciting about it for you because it's just the same shit. Yeah, but I'm at the position before that you know i don't have anything to look back on or to try to find other new creative things i guess to reignite a passion i guess but i i mean you know when you were making a lot of youtube videos it just seemed like you you were in that because you weren't seeing like the progress like maybe looking back on it now we've talked about it multiple times but i know that many times you were just like I'm not doing anything, blah, blah, blah. And that's not what I saw. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying all this to say that you need to view hey, it differently yeah, yeah. and enjoy it a certain way. I'm just saying that those things that, that people look for during this time are there in this movie. You just, you just didn't get that from it. True. And I guess what I'm saying is just like the I things that Christmas I Carol. get, Christmas Carol, the, you know, love of, not a romantic love, I know I, I keep saying love and people are going to correlate that to romantic love, but just a love in your heart for all things, mankind, animals, whatever. Like I need that reminder. I need something to show me that every now and again. And I think, I think, I think that's a issue with me too, is like for me during the holidays, I get annoyed that that's how people act though. Like, Oh, I need to, be different during the how just just be better year round like how about that like why do we have to put on a fucking show for a couple months and then back to the shit i i definitely get what you're saying i would i guess i i don't know i'm i'm gonna say something a little positive about myself and it's gonna sound icky um i feel like i tried to be a genuinely good person i you know i reach out to friends i do the best i can but definitely when december or uh you know the winter months i fucking decline hard <laughs> like if it wasn't for this uh i don't know i i did reach out to some people but i had to push myself for that but you were like i ha me having to reach out to you and try to get a fucking talk to you you're a fucking mess <laughs> to schedule this podcast like there's a chance i might have just not texted anyone see i'm just like that year round <laughs> i i i decline a little bit i i don't know if i have like seasonal depression or something maybe but i'm but i'm saying that what you are the way you are like during your seasonal depression is just how i am <laughs> the whole year <laughs> but i don't try to put on a show during the holidays either <laughs> Well, I, I just, you know, 
I need that reminder of, especially like, again, a lot of people will correlate love with romantic love, which is something I do a lot. And it's good to remind yourself that there's different kinds of love uh, out there for you to uh, experience. What I'm saying is I need to find a sick young boy that I can be a second father to and pay his medical bills so I can be happy. That's not hard to do. Cheers. <laughs> well, I need to like the kid. Oh, wow. So it is about you. Look, you are very I'm, much like Scrooge. Well, no, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, there's some sick kids that are just assholes. Maybe because they're fucking sick, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have taken a drink during that moment. Ah. <laughs> uh, I mean, is there anything else to discuss? No, but I need to find Henry Selleck and explain to him why his own movie is a Christmas movie, apparently. Uh, okay, I mean, I'm, you can probably find him on Twitter. <laughs> it's not dead yet. <laughs> I think we both shared our thoughts. I don't think either of us was moved by either side, you know. But that's okay. Sometimes. It's just good enough to know that you're right and the other person's wrong. But no one agrees with you, though. Everyone should agree with you. Yeah, me. but no one does. Okay, there <laughs> is a chance. Uh, so I, I'm probably going to do this on Instagram, like, tonight or tomorrow. I'm going to do the same exact fucking poll. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to fucking say the name me, but And then I'm going to do another poll and see how many of these motherfuckers watch the Muppets uh, Christmas Carol. Because I bet you, these motherfuckers have either never seen The Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, but... but or, that... or, or they've never seen either movie and just think, oh, it's a night baby good Christmas. I've heard, oh, I see that in Hot Topic. Hot Topic. It's possible, but... Um, no, but A Nightmare Before Christmas is just more viewed because it's something people share more. Like, they like it more. We've already gone through this. You know, the, the reviews are higher. It's more successful. Uh, actually, I think when... Wait, wait, hold on. I think when I went to watch it on Disney, I saw... Like, the, I looked at the Christmas list of movies, and A Nightmare Before Christmas came before A Christmas Carol on there as well. So even on Disney, who has the rights to both, they're like, yeah, we know people want to watch Nightmare Before Christmas instead. We'll put it a couple slots higher. I disagree with, because if we're going with that, that kind of saying, I, I, I just, fuck you. <laughs> One, fuck you. Two, I guess, uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, terrible movie. Got terrible reviews. It wasn't until later on. Yeah, I know, but, I but the thing is, we're later on already. So much time has passed, bro. The Christmas Carol is not catching up. A Nightmare Before Christmas will always be viewed as better. Well, it's the 30th anniversary where they're going to have the true fucking film, hopefully. You're telling me one song is going to be the make or break? Yes. Okay. Go listen to the song. No, I'm sure the song is great, but it's not going to make it so that people go, you know what? This other movie that we've preferred for all this time is all of a sudden worse. You know what? You know what? I bet you... The Gen Z people, they, they just need to see the movie, John. They'll be on my side. If only we had a Gen Zer to prove this. 
Wait, isn't my sister Gen Z? Was she born before 9-11? The same or after 9-11? year. Same she might year. Might be Gen Z. Well, yeah, she definitely likes A Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, Has she Christmas seen? Girl. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to ask her, but I'm pretty sure. But that's one person. How goth is she? Pretty. <laughs> At one point, anyway. Okay, I need a non-goth Gen Z. <laughs> you need a white Gen Z. <laughs> How dare you make this about race? <laughs> I, I've just... <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, my God. Well, this went off the fucking rails. <laughs> um... But yeah, that was our debate about um, which was the better uh, Christmas movie. Sadly, we didn't come to a concession. Uh, so I guess Die Hard is the new best Christmas movie. Bro, that's Congratulations. a great movie, too. I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. It's, but that's what. So that's the other thing. If you're going to tell me <laughs> A Nightmare Before Christmas is not a Christmas movie, like Die Hard needs to absolutely be removed because it literally has nothing to do with Christmas. It just takes place on Christmas. I, I know you. Think I know you're, Christmas movie. I know you're saying that you don't count those, but the thing is, the general consensus is that anything that takes place on Christmas oh yeah is because a Christmas movie oh yeah because popularity matters and stuff like that it does yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you guys want to follow us, you can see the link tree in the description. It really helps if you leave a review on iTunes, Spotify. It really helps if you subscribe on uh, YouTube and leave comments and whatever you can. We should be having the last session of Portal 2 that me and John played going up on the YouTube. Sorry for the six months delay, but that's what happens when someone has computer problems. James. I don't know why I said that like that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we would love for you guys to reach out. Um, I'm thinking about doing some stuff on Instagram, which I'll discuss with you, John, later because I forgot to talk about it earlier. But yeah, uh, thank you for listening and have a great one. All right, you don't want to say something. Got it. Oh, well, I mean, I, you know, I wasn't introduced in this episode, so I didn't know I get to say anything on the way out. You can. Uh, well, this was John. <laughs> I was here. <laughs> Bye. Uh. <laughs>